podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to Brum's The Word from Anything But Footy, brought to you with Cookery Sports, the official kit supplier for Team England. And after stepping in for Durban in 2017, England's second city is now ready, ready for the Birmingham 2022 Commonwealth Games. Only the second time this country has staged it in its near 100-year history. I'm John. And I'm Michael. Now, Birmingham is the host city, but make no mistake, this is a West Midlands regional event with some added cycling at the Olympic Velodrome in London too. But with that focus on what the Commonwealth Games might do for the region as a whole, we're going to focus in this episode on one of the aquatic events taking place at the new Sandwell Aquatic Centre. Michael's been speaking to three of Team England's diving squad who arrive at the Commonwealth Games fresh from successes at the World Aquatics Championships in Budapest. And keep listening because we're also giving you an anything but footy exclusive. Yes, a discount on Cookery's Team England merch. Absolutely worth staying with us. This is Brum's The Word with Cookery Sports, a podcast from anything but footy and good use of the word merch. Great Britain won 11 medals in total at the recent World Aquatic Championships. Olympic gold medalist Jack Law won three in total, two silvers and a bronze, adding to his three Olympic medals in total, four other World Championship medals, six European Championships and seven Commonwealth Games medals. Where on earth does he keep them all? Well, it's quite a CV and one that probably deserved a little more respect from Michael than he managed with his first question. Jack, I don't want to start by being rude to you, but do you feel like the older man of the team now? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess technically I am the oldest male on the team now, um, which is obviously quite a, a stark difference from when I was 15 years old in my first Commonwealth Games. Um, it's my fourth one, which is obviously super exciting. And especially it being at home, well, not home, but you know, in Birmingham, in a home country is, um, is massive. So I am... Obviously a bit of a veteran now, but I do feel like I can share my wisdom um, and knowledge with the younger people, which is, uh, which is obviously lovely as well. Not many people on this team will have memories of Delhi, will they? No, 2010. Yeah, that's, yeah, of course, a couple of the members, which actually makes me feel a bit sick, were only like four or five years old when I was competing in my first Commonwealth Games. Um, so yeah, it's obviously, you know, it's, uh, I've had a long career and I've learned a lot from, from all my experiences and hopefully... You know, like I said, the experiences that I've had, I can pass on to everyone else to try and make their career a little bit less uh, bumpy than mine was. But um, yeah, it's going to be really exciting seeing everybody compete at their first Commonwealth Games. And the Commonwealth Games has been good to you. Medals, three of them in Glasgow, a couple of golds and a silver from memory, three golds in the Gold Coast. What's what's the programme? What's the ambition for you then in Birmingham? The ambition is always just do as well as I can. Uh, Obviously, I've had a really successful year so far. I don't want to put too much pressure on myself. Obviously, three golds in 2018 was amazing um, and a huge achievement. But diving's a very, very up and down sport. Pardon the slight pun. Uh, it's, uh, it's, you know, I think that going out there and setting targets of, of reaching three golds again might be a little bit too far. But it's obviously what I'm aiming for. I'm always aiming for the top, um, and I'll continue aiming for the top until I until I retire. Um, but I think I just need to be kind to myself and just enjoy my career for for what it is now. Yeah, three things you've said there. It's been a bit bumpy for you, putting mm-hmm. pressure on yourself and being kind to yourself. Yeah. The build-up to the last Olympics was, in your own words, a challenging one. Have you learned from that? Have things changed for you a little bit? Are you okay at the minute? 
Yeah, I've learned a huge amount from that one. You know, I had a, a really rocky road coming into into Tokyo, and a, very very different to to my road into Rio. Things have stopped me from from reaching my full potential, but I managed to get a medal out of Tokyo, which I'm so so happy with. And the the performance itself was really good as well. And I've learned a lot from the performance itself, but also the the road in. And I feel like I've learned so much from everything that went wrong, and I've learned also from the things that have gone right. So I'm trying to implement those things that went right into my everyday culture within training which is you know trying to forgive myself and trying to be a little bit easier on myself um but also you know i think that the, the passion is still there and the fire is still burning quite strong so you know i'm still enjoying my diving i'm still motivated to try and reach the top and hopefully implement some of those lessons that i learned along the way are you happier say this time in 2022 than you were this time in 2021 yeah definitely i feel a lot of the problems that i had that were causing me um, issues with my own, you know, mental health and stuff have been slightly rectified, which has made my day-to-day life that little bit easier. Um, I still have a long way to go, and I'm 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 seeking help for that, just to try and improve my myself in the pool, but just myself as a person as well. But it, it has been difficult, like I said, but I feel like I've had a, a large weight lifted off myself, um, and now I can just enjoy myself for the, for the rest of my career. And is there that help and support now that perhaps? A cycle ago, we weren't talking about being available to you guys, you elite athletes. Well, there's, there's always been great support around British diving, and I'm really, really grateful for the support that, you know, on the mental side of things that my psychologists have done for me. I think in the past games, it's becoming more and more apparent that what everyone perceived as robots that you see on the Olympics, you know, that people are just unbelievable athletes and it looks like nothing phases them. They're real people at the end of the day. And I think that it was really, really good to see from Tokyo people coming forward about the struggles that they've had and that they've had to endure um, to get to where they are. And I'm really grateful to be a part of that. And I'm really um, proud of, of what I've said. And, you know, I, I hope that the things that I've been through can hopefully help other people in the future as well. Birmingham. And then does Paris come into the agenda or is it just take it yeah. one year at a time? Well, it, it's always taking it one year at a time. But, but obviously, you know, the cycle is one year shorter. And that first year after the Olympics always feels like a small, you know, you can take it that little bit easier. You can kind of take your foot off the gas a little bit, you know, still train hard, but you're not really competing for much at that point. Whereas this year, you know, we come off games straight away and next year it's qualification for the Olympic Games. We don't really get that down year. But it's, you know, it's, a, it's, it's obviously on the, I guess it's somewhere in my mind. But, you know, every single day I'm thinking about the next competition, which is Commonwealth Games. And then it'll be Europeans. And then over my holidays and, you know, I'm taking it a step at a time and just working every single day um, to my nearest goal. But obviously with always sights set on Paris. Thanks as ever for your honesty. No problem, mate. You've known Jack for so long, Michael. So you, he didn't mind you being too cheeky at the start of that. No, I was a bit cheeky at the start. But as he said there, he is now the, the, the senior man in the squad, especially with no Tom Daly in Birmingham. And, and you read it there. His CV is, is absolutely phenomenal. Mm. Um, and he is the oldest man on the squad now. But as he was saying in that interview, that I think brings him the opportunity to try and help some of the younger athletes. And you've got some very young athletes in this diving team. You've got Andrea Spendolini Syriax is just 17 years of age. And, you know, as Jack was saying there, openly, honestly, candid as ever, Jack, when we chat to him, um, you know, he's had serious mental health issues mm. and he's still you know, seeking help for that. He's in a better place now, as he told us, than he was this time 12 months ago in the build-up to the, the Tokyo Olympics. But he thinks that his experiences and some of the 
bits and pieces of the things that he's gone through. Uh, maybe now he can help some of the others. It's something that we've discussed at length, isn't it? About how we see these guys as robots. That's the word that Jack used in that interview. We see them as elite athletes going to things like the Commonwealth Games, the Olympics, Paralympics, World Champions, and we just expect them to get up and do their stuff. And actually, we don't think about all the other things that are happening in the background and the pressure that we put on these guys as well. Mm, absolutely. Uh, great interview. More to come. This is Brum's The Word with Cookery Sports. Still to come, we round up more news ahead of the Games. And we know there will be no Tom Daly at Birmingham 2022. But his gold medal winning partner, Matty Lee, is back in action after a stint on I'm a Celebrity and determined to add a Commonwealth Games medal to his list of achievements. I enjoy the Commonwealth Games because it's so different. And like, you know, usually, you know, you always hear about the Olympics and all that sort of stuff. And there's a lot more, there's a lot of other countries that are, obviously, well, it's the whole world that are involved uh, with the Olympics. So I, I think Commonwealth Games has a special place in my heart because I always wanted to go to the Commonwealth Games. And I thought that was more of an achievable achievement than, you know, go to the Olympics. Um, I missed out on the Glasgow one because of injury. Um, and then Gold, I went to Gold Coast, which was my first one, and I, I was so ready to, to do really, really well. And then I got a tricep injury like three, four days before my competition, which kind of ruined my chances of doing well. Like, I'm really happy to be on this team because I kind of, you know, I want redemption. I, I, I feel like I, I can do well there um, and I want to. And I think, you know, doing it for England, you know, we, we always want it to come home and I kind of want to be the one to bring it home. How important is it that it's actually going to be at home? It's what, it literally a couple of hours down the motorway from Leeds for you. Yeah, it's very important because, you know, we, we've been so used to having no spectators at all at events. My, my family, my friends, my closest ones haven't been able to come and support, um, which is, makes a big difference. Um, so I'm really excited that, you know, we can have spectators back in the stands. And I hope, hopefully, I mean, I'm sure it will be, it'll be packed out. It'll be nice and easy for my family and friends from Leeds and where else, where, wherever else they are, uh, to come down and support. But you go there as an Olympic champion. That makes you one of the big hitters, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Um, it's kind of something I've been get, trying to get used to in a way because, like, obviously, I was absolutely buzzing that I, um, you know, my dreams came true when I uh, achieved that medal with Tom. Um, but now, like, the difference is, is, I don't know, I never used to be the, you know, the, the, the name or the person to look out for or any anything like that so it's it's a new thing for me but I am enjoying it um I like that I like to challenge myself I like to push myself and if the pressure's not on you know I want the pressure to be on that's that's competition that's the difference between training and competition in training you don't have you don't have pressure in competition you do and you know sometimes you thrive sometimes you don't but I, I'm I'm in a good place I've achieved everything I always wanted to do so kind of the last thing for me really is to get an Olymp uh, a Commonwealth medal I haven't never had a Commonwealth medal so you know, that's, that's my next goal. I was on a Zoom call with Jane Figueredo this week and she was saying how she's taking the year out, Tom's taking the year out. You took a bit of time out. You went in the castle, of course. Yep. It must have been yep. a phenomenal experience for you. But why yep. did you want to get back quicker than the other guys? I'm young, relatively, in the sport. Like I'm, I mean, I am young. I'm 24 years old. Um, and it was my first Olympics. Yes, the, the result kind of definitely surprised me and... Uh, you know, I needed time to celebrate that and just kind of let it sink in. And also I needed an opportunity to kind of, you know, tra training day to day is it's difficult. We don't have time for a normal life. You don't have time to, 
I don't know, do other things outside the sport. Um, so it was really nice to have the time off I did to, you know, like you said, go go into the castle um, and, you know, go on quiz shows and just do that sort of fun stuff. And I struggled quite a lot because I, and people talk about it a lot, like the, um, uh, the post-Olympic depression and especially coming off a high of winning a medal and all the fun, all the attention, all, all of that, you know, it was a big, big peak. So, you, you know, you kind of, with every peak, there will be, you know, a big come down. And I had that. And I think the only thing to get me in the right place and to make me kind of happy again and feel myself was to to get back to training. Um, so that that's why I wanted to come back so quickly. And also the Commonwealth Games is at home. That's 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 probably not going to happen in my career again. So I, it's something I definitely didn't want to miss out on. So finally, from me before the other guys, obviously want to have a chat with you as well. Raring to go and, and gold, definitely the ambition in Birmingham. Oh, yeah, gold is always the ambition. Um, it's important not to always like kind of fixate on that idea because there's a lot that comes before it. You know, there's all the training and the preparation. Um, but I feel in good, uh, good stead. And I also, I think just mentally, I just, I just kind of, I feel like I carry this, I guess it's confidence because of what I've achieved. Like I, I don't have much doubt in myself anymore, which is really nice. Um, so, yeah, I think, I, well, I, with the Commonwealth Games, I, I will be aiming for that top position. And there you go again, another reference there to what Matty Lee refers to as the post-Olympics depression. Mm. And when the reality TV appearances, the game show appearances are over, and, you know, Matty got his opportunity to go and, and do a bit of that circuit... He said that he got back to his flat, his flat in Leeds, and wondered, well, what now? And, you know, he's a young man who'd achieved his dreams, achieved his aims, achieved his ambitions at the first time of asking at the Olympic Games, got back to his flat and thought, well, where do I go from here? And for him, the choice different, as he was saying, because he's a lot younger than the likes of Tom Daly, for example. The difference for him was, well, for him, he needed to get back to training and he targeted that world championship. And he's targeting these Commonwealth Games. And as he told us there as well, it's the one medal that's that's missing from the collection and he's desperate to get it. A silver at the World Championships with his new partner, Noah Williams. And the good news is the Chinese will not be at the Commonwealth Games uh, where they won most of the diving gold medals at those World Championships. Talking of new partners, Matty will find out if his synchro partner, Tom Daly, will return to action over the next few weeks or months. And we know one member of the Team England diving team would like to see him back as it was seeing him at the Olympics 10 years ago that inspired her to take up the sport. Hi, I'm Eden Cheng and I'm proud to present Team England for the Commonwealth Games in diving. This is my first Commonwealth Games and um, I remember back in 2018, I missed out on Gold Coast from an injury. So this means the world to me to be able to come back stronger and be selected for a home games in particular. Now you're talking to me from the London Aquatic Centre and I've read that 2012 and watching watching diving there really inspired you. What do you remember from from those 2012 Olympics and the inspiration you got? Uh, yeah so um, I was in gymnastics at the time and um, I didn't really know diving as a sport um, and I think my parents just kind of got together as many different tickets for London 22 hours possible and the ones for diving that my parents managed to get was Tom's individual final so um, that was just really a monumental moment um, in the start of getting the ball rolling for my diving career um, that was where I first saw diving and um, 
ever since then, I'm now lucky enough to actually train here. So just being up there and knowing all the past and present Olympians have dived off there, including Tom, who is my teammate and also my greatest role model and inspiration is just out of this world. So how was it going from seeing Tom Daly on the television, then in real life, to just having Tom as a colleague that you sit and have your sandwiches with at lunchtime? It's quite mind-boggling. I still can't really believe it. Um, There are some times where I do have to pitch myself and thinking, he is a friend, he's a teammate and a colleague, and um, he's not just who you see on TV. He's a mentor and he just gives divers such as myself and others around him so much inspiration and just stories and lessons that can be learned um it's just fantastic and I think in sports having these types of people is really important and um it just really gives you motivation to see and feel everything that they feel and you can go in their pathway and choose wherever you can go do you think he should come back and aim for Paris um be selfish. <laughs> um, I think so. But, I mean, who knows? And let's go back to that idea of you being inspired by 2012. What does it feel like to think that 10 years later, a home games, another home games, you might inspire someone maybe to take up a sport they've never really thought about before? Yeah, um, I think it's really important, um, especially because there aren't very many Asian Bases in aquatics especially and also um, as a British Chinese athlete as well like having these faces more common in sports teams in elite level I think is really important to get more people in these diverse backgrounds to try it out I think sometimes when children don't see these faces they may not believe that they can achieve that level of sport um, I definitely know a lot of people growing up who have kind of drop back because of stereotyping. And I think it's really important that I can show that I am up there and it is possible for other people. And is that representation, if you like, very important to you as much as your competition performance? Yeah, I definitely think so. Because when I first got onto the diving team, I was the only different looking person on the team. And I think the team opened Um, welcomed me with open arms and I never felt there was a barrier or there was anything that was different I was treated the same but I know that there are people that do are a part of teams and sometimes they are treated differently because they look different so I definitely think representation is important not just in diving and aquatics but also in the widespread of sport Do you know what? I'm so impressed with so many of the young athletes that this country is producing at the Mm. moment. And we're very privileged, you and I, that we get to speak to many of them on a regular basis. But listening there to Eden Cheng saying that she wants to help be part of the solution to increase diversity in sport. She's a wonderful role model. And you you know, put her with the likes of maybe Emma Raducanu, Sky Brown as well. And, you know, I think these people really do have 
a message. They have something to say now. And I think in the past, we've perhaps not allowed our sports people to have opinions beyond, you know, tactics or what's happening as their sporting event. But, you know, to say uh, at a relatively young age, Eden Cheng, that, you know, she wants to be part of this movement. She wants to, as I said, to help encourage more diversity in elite sport. I mean, that is that is a brave thing to say. She could just say, I, you know, I'm just concentrating on my diving. I just take it one event at the time. But but she knows that she's got a platform, uh, literally in diving, of course. Uh, they have a platform. <laughs> a I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to say that. Uh, but she knows she's got a platform. She knows she's got an opportunity um, with these Birmingham Games to, to get those messages, those so important messages out. And we've spoken about some of them in this podcast, haven't we? We've spoken about mental health. Uh, we've spoken now about diversity as well. And this is, you know, where our sports people, are now beginning to lead mm, absolutely i spoke to aiden before she went to um the olympics with with team gb last summer so another huge opportunity and a great experience for her at these commonwealth games you're listening to brums the word from anything but footy don't forget you can get your hands on some summer savings and look the part two go and see the full range of official team england merchandise at cookerysports.com and get your discount when you check out by using the code abf2022 an exclusive offer just for listening to anything but footy now here's john with a roundup of some other Commonwealth Games news. Well, 15 players are making history for Team England as they become the first ever cricketers to compete in the Commonwealth Games. Captain Heather Knight leads a mixture of youth and experience as women's T20 takes place at Edgbaston throughout the 10 days. And with the Games just a few days away, watch out for a special new sports episode of Brums the Word this coming week. And by the way, we're doing daily pods to get you in the mood for the Commonwealth Games this week. England netball have had to change one of their squad ahead of Birmingham 2022 after Beth Cobden suffered a calf injury. Imogen Allison from Team Bath had been a reserve and been training in South Africa with the team, so she's now been called up to make her Commonwealth Games debut. Trinidad and Tobago are the first opponents for the gold medal winners from four years ago. And don't forget, there's a special netball episode of Brums the Word if you want to go back and listen to head coach Jess Thurlby. After four attempts, Laura Muir bagged her first ever World Athletics medal, a bronze in a very fast 1500 metre women's final. She'll be hoping to add her first Commonwealth medal for Team Scotland in Birmingham. And it's been a good week for Team Scotland in the World Championships, with Jake Whiteman winning gold in the men's 1500 metres, outpacing the three Olympic medalists, including teammate Josh Kerr, to win the first World 1500 metre title by a British man since 1983, when Steve Cram won the first ever one. Staying with the home nations, Team Wales judo athlete Natalie Powell won gold at the recent Zagreb Grand Prix, adding to the bronze she won in Tbilisi. Could be interesting in the Birmingham judo. And we'll finish our news from the Games as we started it with a brand new sport, 3x3 basketball. We've talked about this in the last few weeks. Team England have confirmed their wheelchair athletes. The men's team features Lee Manning, who won Paralympic bronze in Rio and Tokyo. He's joined by Tyler Baines, Charlie McIntyre and Ibrahim Tagrest. The women's 3x3 wheelchair basketball team is Jade Atkin, Joy Hazelden, Charlotte Moore and Amy Conroy. Conroy Moore and Hazelden finished in fourth at the Rio Paralympics. Watch out for those extra podcasts this week. Just make sure you click follow wherever you're listening. This is Brums the Word from Anything But Footy, brought to you with Cookery Sports, the official kit provider for Team England. And for all your sportswear needs, visit cookerysports.com and follow us as we continue to count down to the Commonwealth. (laughs) 
Social Podcast Network.